Welcome to the Crazy Little Thing Called Life podcast with your host, the lovely Megan Thompson. Megan is a spiritual life and business coach, a Kashik record practitioner, and all things crushed velvet lover. If you're keen to create more than just a living, but a life and business you love, you're in the right place. Bursting with practical and spiritual tools, tips and tricks that you can enact today to get out of your own bloody way. So grab a cuppa and shield your wee one's ears. You can count on Megan and her guests to use cheeky adult language and inappropriate humour on this crazy little thing called life. Hi and welcome. My name is Megan Thompson and I am so grateful to be here using this new modality for me. I have spent a good amount of time doing Facebook Lives and showing up in that way, which was a complete and utter stretch for me as this is too. So I'm grateful to be here. Um, I sat and I wrote about three scripts for this first podcast. I wanted to really be intentional with how I shared. I really wanted you to walk away with results and with actionable tools to move you forward. And I still have that intention for you. However, I had to chuck the script and lean in, uh, let go of my Virgo who. Virgo's son who dances with her Gemini moon and Gemini rising like crazy and can become super heady and can stay in perfectionism paralysis like I know you can too. So I, in order for me to continue to do what I'm here to do, which is show up and share the wisdom that I have learned through experience with you so you can take practical, tangible, and very spiritually aligned steps to get what you wish from your life. So I have um, navigated being totally insecure for a long time. And when I tell people that, sometimes they're like, you insecure? Like, are you serious? And yes, oh my God, 150,000%, which we all are, (laughs) everybody. I have yet to meet a single person who doesn't carry insecurity in them. When we are vulnerable and we're real and we're raw, we show up and we say to each other the truth. We show each other the truth. And we share that, you know, yeah, sometimes we struggle with the way we feel in our bodies. And sometimes we struggle with the thoughts that we have that can be so impending. And sometimes we struggle with triggers, those triggers that send us into feeling um, scared and helpless and guilty and angry. And we, we wish that we could be perfect and we wish that we could show up as perfect. um, But that's just not the reality. So uh, the story is that I really navigated that for a long time. And I, when I graduated college, so I spent my final semester of college living in the rainforest of Madagascar. I ended up studying the traditional folk music of the Malagasy people, which was so cool. And yeah, I hung out with lemurs. Yes, it's like the movie, but not animated and way more beautiful. And um, it was a really opening experience for me because I had never traveled. uh, Well, I had been to China, but I hadn't traveled and lived in a place for months at a time. And it opened me up so much and spending so much time with these natives there who 
as my friend, my beautiful gay friend who grew up in a very wealthy Long Island family said, they have nothing. How could they be happy with their distended bellies? Um, and as much as I'd like to say that that was the case, that was totally not the case. I saw this kindness, this generosity, and this happiness from these people that had next to nothing. And when I came back from Madagascar and I ended up back on Long Island, bartending and waiting tables. No, I, I lie. I was not bartending. I just said that to sound cool. Totally. Um, at that time, I was just waiting tables, slinging steaks as a vegetarian. And I, um, I had this like, what the literal fuck moment? Like, what am I doing here? I was just in this place where these people literally had like rice and meat and that's about it to feed their huge family. And they share it. They shared it with me and I'm on Long Island and there's all these people who have everything at their fingertips and they're so angry and sad and upset. And that sent me into this like spiral of figuring out why, of understanding why. So my, um, my education background is I have a multiple multidisciplinary studies degree in journalism and cultural anthropology. And I just love people. I have been so intrigued by people for so long. And what brought me into the coaching world is that I also am a health and nutrition coach. And that was from integrative nutrition. And so I have developed these modalities among others that we can dive into. Um, and we will dive into through this podcast However, these modalities have always been so intriguing to me because like being in Madagascar, um, I was studying these people and I was getting to know them and their culture and how they showed up in the world. And, um, and I got to compare that with the world that I grew up in and with the people that I grew up in. And it got me to ask the baseline question, what is happiness and where does it come from? And so fast forward to being here with you on this podcast, and really it's because I have a deep desire to reach more people, to connect with more people, to share the wisdom that I've learned and also learn from you, hear your questions. I want to, I want to be of service. That's very much of the Virgo in me. I want to be of service with the wisdom and the information that I have learned with in my years of life. So today I want to talk about this, this happiness, this path of happiness and what triggers and trauma are there for, like what role triggers and trauma play in our life as we navigate towards this path of happiness. So I want you to just take a moment and take a nice deep breath. If you're driving, keep your eyes open. If you are not driving and you're just listening to this, then I want you to close your eyes and take a nice deep inhale through your nose. Notice if you're wearing your shoulders as earrings and bring them forward up and back and exhaling out. So just breathing. I recently took this yoga class and my favorite yoga teacher, She's online. Her name is Adrian Louise, and um, she's on with Yoga with Adrian. That's I'm not like an affiliate or anything. I just love her. And she said, "Breathe like you love yourself," and that is such a core component to 
loving yourself and being happy, right? So a foundational piece of happiness is love. Aha, right? But if we think about our basic needs, if we are to have our basic needs met, the things that we need, right? We need food, we need shelter, we need water. Um, We also need love, family, tribe, and connection. That is a foundational piece of our happiness and well-being. And love is something that we as humans get to experience, which is so incredible. It is something that we as, as mammals, if you look at mammals, experience as well. And I want you to just feel like try on love right now. What does love feel like in your body? Maybe you're noticing like your heart space is expanding. Maybe you can feel a little warmth in your chest. Maybe you feel goosebumps or butterflies or um, an overall sense of ease and expansion. And if you are getting stuck in some fears around romantic love and those are the feelings that you're not feeling, that is because your perception is really limited. And A Course in Miracles describes a miracle as a shift in perception. So one time I was with a girlfriend who I worked with and at the time I was an executive assistant and I was working at a job that I kind of liked, but I knew it wasn't the thing for me. And I spent a good amount of time with one of these managers and we were talking and she was just gutted, so heartbroken from breaking up with her boyfriend and feeling so down. And it had been, I want to say it had been like months and she could not move forward. Like she was just miserable. And so I sat with her and we talked and she just dumped with me like she just opened up so beautifully about how much how heartbroken she was how how hard it was and and her fear that she would never find love again and and her fear that she wouldn't find love like that and I think as women we can get to a certain age where we are afraid that if we if this person loved us and we leave them like we're not going to fall in love and have babies (laughs) when are we going to be able to have that experience and so oftentimes I think is that fear keeps women in relationships that don't serve them because they're afraid that they won't find anybody who will love them the way that they desire. And I am here to say that that's not true, like 150%. Not true. Um, I am an example of that not being true. (laughs) And I'm so grateful because I have the most amazing life and I'm married to the most amazing man. And I had a child with the man that I thought I should stay with. And we, us not being together is like the best thing for everybody involved. And that's amazing. And that's a different story. However, so here's this woman and she is, she wants to move forward, right? She's ready for her heart not to be broken. And just raise your hand if you've been in that space right now. I don't care if you're in the car and you're driving and somebody's like thinking you're waving, what up Volvo? What up Volvo? What up Jeep? Um, no. Or if you're sitting at home and just raising your hand, praise. I hear you sister. Um, yeah, we've been there, like gutted, right? You're just heartbroken. And at that point, I was very much had recognized in my own journey that a broken heart is an open heart because I had 
just experienced the same thing. And I had been, I had felt so gutted, felt so like my chest had been ripped open. But I realized that being ripped open was actually where the light had gotten in because I had spent so much time putting up walls around my own heart, around the way love was supposed to show up, that I had this very linear vision. It was like looking through a kaleidoscope and, um, that, that's not what I want to say. It was like looking through a telescope and focusing on one star and saying that one star is love instead of seeing the entire night sky and seeing all of the stars. And that was what I shared with her. You know, thinking that love is just romantic makes us so limited because that, would, that prevents us from seeing all of the different stars, right? It prevents us from seeing the night sky. It prevents us from feeling the amount of love that's all around us all the time. And so at a foundational level, as human beings, we need love. And the way that we practically receive love is by giving it, is by being vulnerable, is by opening up, having conversations with strangers. It's um, paying it forward and buying the person in front of you a cup of coffee. It is being really vulnerable with your child and just expressing about how much you love them and how much they've changed your life and how grateful you are for them in your presence. And also it's being open with your lover and being vulnerable and sharing, you know, hey, I'm telling this story in my mind that, you know, you, you are seeing me this way, especially when we're feeling vulnerable and uncomfortable. I know that that can be a huge trigger. For me, that's a huge trigger with the people that I love is if I feel vulnerable, instead of being open, I go into defensive mode. And so something that I learned from Brene Brown, who I love, is as you know, instead of going down and writing that entire fiction, you know, that whole fiction, like, oh, he looked at me weird. It must be because I, um, I look fat and cause I just, so I just had a baby so I can use this one. Cause this is literally how I felt, right? Oh, he must think I'm fat and ugly that he must not be attracted to me anymore. He must think that I am disgusting. He must not love me anymore. Right. And I heard myself saying those words. I'm like getting choked up cause it's so sad. I heard myself saying those words and I, I could have sat with it in me and, and just believed that and suffered or, and I'm glad that I I didn't suffer. I said, I just feel like I'm telling myself this story that how could you love me because I'm so fat and ugly. And he just looked at me like I was crazy. He was like, how could you even say that? Like you're my wife. (laughs) I'm so moved. (laughs) I didn't mean to get all cry on this first podcast. Welcome to life, this crazy little thing called life. Um, yeah, so, so grateful for that. But being vulnerable, expressing that this, so Brene Brown says, you know, instead of projecting your, you just don't love me, instead of me saying something like, you don't love me because I'm fat now, (laughs) which is all made up, right? I said, I'm telling myself this story that I'm fat and ugly and you don't love me. There's such a simple difference there, but it's not projecting ourselves on the other person. It's, this is the the story I'm telling in my mind, which is super powerful. So I would love for you to take that little practical tool. And if you're navigating any triggers or trauma right now, and you're, you're in relationship with 
maybe a partner or friends or family and you're wanting to lash out and um, share it in, in that you make me feel this way or you're treating me like that check yourself before you wreck yourself before you before you harm yourself and the other person and back in and see if you can be a bit vulnerable can you be a bit vulnerable right now can you express yourself and even if they don't receive you and your vulnerability can you still honor yourself for being vulnerable because not everybody is going to receive you I would say that people more more often receive you but that's the fear right we're not vulnerable we keep our guards up and we project our shit on other people because we're scared that we're going to get hurt but really, everybody gets hurt when we do it that way. So one of my mentors, uh, Carolyn Elliott, who I really enjoy, is a wonderful, wonderful witchy teacher. And she said something that really resonated with me. And it was, there's either pain or there's suffering, but it's either that or that. And pain is like facing it in the moment, dealing with it in the moment, being in it within the moment, right? Saying that thing, saying I... I'm telling myself the story that you don't love me anymore because now I'm fat and ugly. Getting that out. Or there's suffering where I tell that story over and over and over and over and over again in my head and then I believe it to be true and then it becomes a belief, not just a thought. And that's the difference. That's that's where beliefs are born. <laughs> and, and when we create triggers that cause, you know, from trauma, I mean, we're, we often are traumatizing ourselves with the stories that we're making up that aren't real. And it's like, it's really true. And, um, and it's really cool to know that because then we know that we can do something about it, right? I mean, part of us wants to go into like the I can't believe I do that. What's wrong with me? And that like a victim, blah, blah, blah. I know at least I love to go there. Um, but that doesn't help the situation, right? The first step is recognizing that it is happening, that this is something that you are doing. And then you move forward from that space. So I, <laughs> I really feel like this has been a fun kind of jaunt into what this crazy little thing called life will be like. Navigating our traumas and our triggers, as well as going down a path of happiness, is is an adventure. And we can culminate. We, I mean, we can. Hey, Megan, why don't you try to use big words? <laughs> we can create the life that we want to live by intentionally creating how we feel and, and working with how we feel every day, moment to moment. And so something very practical that we can do is getting is by getting clear about the things that we don't want to feel. So if you are feeling, for me, you know, we ended up in the hospital with my, my son. My son is three months old right now. Um, but when he was three weeks old, we ended up in the hospital with him. And it was terrifying and really hard. And we had to do a million blood tests and he had to get a lot, a lot of things had to happen and that I don't feel like I want to talk about just yet. However, he's fine and everything's okay, but it was really hard and it brought up a lot of fear and anxiety. And one of the feelings that I don't don't want to feel or fear and anxiety. Like I don't like the way that feels. I don't like the thinking constantly. I don't like the feeling. It feels like an itchy sweater, itchy, terrifying sweater filled with vampire fangs that I just don't want. 
<laughs> and so being aware of that, I get to know that I want to create a feeling of the opposite. And for me, the opposite is peace and harmony. And so intentionally knowing that that is what I wish to create each day, I do things that help create more of that in my life. And that is so like, that's the simplicity of life. I swear to you, it doesn't have to be as hard as we make it, right? These are the feelings I don't want to feel. I'm, you're going to feel them anyway, like it's going to happen. But now you are acquiring these tools. You're, you're basically crowding out the bad feelings with good feelings. And this is something I learned at Integrative Nutrition, but I learned it with food. So say you're having like a sugar addiction and you're just addicted to sugar. Just cutting it out cold turkey is going to be terrible because then you're just going to want it more right? Just like fear. Cutting fear out cold turkey isn't going to work because you're just going to want it more. And so crowding it out with good vegetables, good fruits, with good food, with quinoa and kale and gluten-free flour and um, vegetables and roasted vegetables and beets and whatever, all of the good delicious foods that are so nourishing to the body you crowd it out and then you're, you're too full to eat tons of sugar, right? You still eat the sugar, but it's not overwhelming your life. Same with fear. So crowding out, filling my life with peace and harmony, which I am lucky to experience right now as our bathroom is just completed and I can take warm showers inside and I can take baths in my clawfoot tub and I live out in a beautiful farming area area and it's quiet and it's calm and it is this peace and harmony and so I get to use that and I get to dive into practices like yoga and reiki and taking time to pause and be outside and watch the birds for me those are all things like hiking and and moving my body these are all things that add to uh, feelings of peace and harmony. And so for you, I want you to take a piece of paper and I want you to write out, you know, the feelings that you don't want to feel and pick the big one right now. Like what's the big feeling that you're feeling that you're like, I really don't want to fucking feel this anymore. That thing, right? Pick that. And then I want you to write that out. And then I want you to write out that, well, what's the opposite? What do you want to feel? And then over the next week, just for the next seven days, I want you to intentionally use your time um, by adding in, so starting to crowd out that feeling, adding in those other feelings you wish to feel. So adding in things that evoke that feeling. So if it's peace, maybe you go to a yoga class. If it's harmony, maybe you go to a harmony singing class. Maybe you play some music. If it is um, laughter, maybe or joy, maybe you spend some time with somebody who makes you laugh. Like I want you to just be really practical with it. You don't have to be all in your head. Just what are the practical things that make you feel this way? So let's recap this episode so you walk away with some practical, tangible tools to use in your life today. So step one, when you are triggered, instead of projecting yourself onto the other person, instead of holding on to that fiction you are writing in your mind, right, the, all the things that you think they are thinking, <laughs> um, talk to them and say, the story that I am telling myself is. This is a huge shift and a great way to be vulnerable and have actual real conversations that shift instead of just 
staying in the loop of projecting and trauma. All right, number two, we can create the life we want to live by intentionally creating how we want to feel. So in practice, this looks a lot like step one, getting clear about the things you don't want to feel and write it out. That was like the, oh my God, I'm just so effing done with feeling this feeling, right? And for me, that was anxiety. Now, what's the opposite feelings? So step two, write out the opposite feelings of the thing you don't want to feel. So for me, that's peace. Uh, Whatever it is for you, write it out. And then a way to really shift that is crowd out these negative feelings with the positive feelings, right? So add more into your life that helps you feel peaceful if that's what you want to feel. If it's joy, add more things that bring you joy that make you laugh. Like start adding those things intentionally into your life. And also another important takeaway here that I really love and I use a lot in my life is the 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 fact that a course in miracles cause calls a miracle a shift in perspective. So a miracle is a shift in perspective. So be willing and be curious. Allow yourself to shift your perspective around what is possible and you will create miracles in your life. All right. Well, thank you for sharing your precious asset of time with me today. And if you liked this podcast episode, please share it with a friend and be sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. And if you want a behind-the-scenes look into my life or just want to see cute pictures of a baby, be sure to follow me on Instagram at I am Meg Thompson and enjoy this crazy little thing called life.